Hello and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. This is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And today we have with us guests, our blast from the past. You can remember from the podcast we did last year with uh, Dr. Klaus and Karen Wild, and we are going to talk about the value of having outside opinions, bringing a different perspective into your sports and your performance. Yeah, because sometimes we just get so close to something that we don't really see the whole picture or we don't see it from a different perspective. We get an idea of this is what we believe is going on and we can kind of get, kind of sometimes get locked into that and lose our perspective of the whole picture. So having people come from the outside and take another look sometimes gives you a whole new perspective of something and could give you different ideas. The other reason that I, and I'm going to let Klaus and, and Karen introduce themselves uh, because there's too many words. You, they've done a lot of things. So I'm going to let them do that themselves in just a moment, but I'll give you our inspiration for why we wanted to have this conversation today came out of something Klaus said yesterday about movement and adding an extra movement that can interfere with ideal performance. And I went, ah, we better do a podcast. So Klaus, if you would start and just introduce yourself, please. Yeah, I'm Klaus Richter. I'm faculty at Northwestern and I love karate and I do karate for 38 years. I'm teaching karate and important part is to look at how people move and how to improve movements and techniques. And that's where our discussion started. We namely said uh, that Horse riding is so different from karate. How can you basically tell us something about riding? I cannot tell you anything about riding, but I can tell you anything about how movements uh, and uh, the movement of the rider and the horse are in harmony and sync or how they basically fight each other. I love that. And by the way, he's also an MD and an engineer uh, as well as a karate expert, just, you know, for a few more credentials. And when we're, we sit here and we discuss movement, it is from the entirety of the uh, particles of movement, which is mind and body, which is spirit and soul, which is where are we moving from and what guides that movement. And it's really interesting uh, and um, for you canine people, yes, it matters with your dog as well. A lot of our conversation today will be more equine-induced because that's what we've been spending our time with. But what is it you look for when you look for movement patterns? I, I'm looking, if you basically give the overall picture, I look for flow. So I would like to see movement starting from the beginning and going to the end. And if you take the example of a karate uh, student, karate student in the beginning learns how to do a punch, how to do a kick. And uh, there is a movement starting and then it's ending. And what a student can do is adding lots of extra movements which are out of sync, which are actually counter uh, the intention. And if I right now take that knowledge and bring it to the uh, equine field, the rider and the horse, and I can see the horse has its natural way of moving forward. And if the rider is in sync with that movement, that becomes a really nice picture, moving both the rider and the horse forward. However, the rider can counterbalance that uh, movement of the horse and then uh, produce 
asynchronous movement which interferes with the movement of the horse or vice versa with its own movement. Yes. <laughs> and Karen is here nodding her head up and down as an equine body worker. How often do you sense that when you put your hands on a horse? Very often. Um, just to introduce myself, my name is Karen. I'm, uh, I'm holding a PhD in biology and I'm a body worker for horses and I work in Sweden. And when I treat horses, I sometimes look at them in the movement. And then I also do like Klaus, I see a flow and often the flow is interrupted. And then I look, does it start from the hind leg or does it start from the front legs? And then I know I have an idea what's going on. And then I look, of course, left, right. And sometimes I can see it's the riding and sometimes I can see that the horse has an asymmetry. But the important thing is that we see a flow. I love that and uh, how often we've been doing we've this 40 odd years and we've been talking about flow forever. So flow from another perspective. And what I want to ask Klaus about specifically is you, add, you said something about the extra movement and I'd like you to go into more detail about <laughs> that because it's not something you hear mentioned. No. You know, lack of movement, missing something, you know, tripping or, or not engaging, but the extra movement blew up my mind. So I want to talk more about that. So I'm coming in that perspective, coming from the karate. So if you punch, you can think about an extra movement that the fist starts a certain point and moves directly to the target. An extra movement would be that I'm first loading up, I'm making a counter movement, pulling the fist back and then coming forward. A movement which is not necessary, which adds on additional time and um, extra movement and... Opportunities for more mistakes, more body mistakes. Is it energy loss also? It is. It's a an, it's an loss in time. It's a loss in energy. It's a loss in flow because you get very easily out of sync by adding those extra movements. And that can be... I gave that very uh, brisk example. But you also can think about... If you, for example, are riding and you're doing extra movements, that makes it much, much more difficult to keep in sync and it's giving much more opportunities, as Dave said, it's much more opportunities to get out of sync and um, uh, producing movements which are counterintuitive and counterbalanced to what we basically would expect from a um, unity of horse and rider. Plus it's unnecessary energy expenditure yes yeah. and that in turn over a period of time like a horse going over a course unexpected that extra movement takes extra energy not only does it take that extra time but then they get tired they get more tired and, and in karate it is yeah. a giveaway so yes karate, it's a giveaway because i'm telling i'm doing something right now and that's a giveaway for the, for the horse, it's basically the horse is already at a different place where you are at the rider if you add those extra movements. What I really like if when I do a workout, it doesn't matter if it's Olympic weightlifting or if it's a gymnastics exercise or if I'm riding, I like to have Klaus next to me because although he has no clue about these sports, he can see so much more and because he comes from outside and has no clue about how it should look like. But when I ask him, how, I don't ask him, was it correctly or can I take more weights? I just ask him, how did it look like? And even though he had no clue about writing, he could immediately tell me, oh, in this corner something happened. It looked very nice. 
when you were writing, but in that right corner, something happens. And indeed, something happened there. And I was not agreeing with the horse, or we were not agreeing on each other. And we were out of sync. And that helps sometimes more than having a writing trainer that sees writers day for day for day, because he's stuck in his system. And he doesn't have this view from the outside and this holistic, because you can't ask or you can't ask very few writing trainers, how did it look like? Mm -hmm. And that's so, so nice to have a Klaus with you. <laughs> it's good to have a Klaus, I agree. Think about dancing. Yeah. If you're basically not in sync, you will realize that immediately if you're not in sync because you were stepping on your partner's feet. <laughs> and you won't agree on the direction and you get stuck. You get stuck. You don't flow over the dance floor. You get stuck. Well, it's, it's a good, I, I like the, the metaphor there because a lot of it is control. Yeah. And we always say, well, if you ride at versus with. Yeah. yeah. And when you try to control something that doesn't agree with your ability to control them, maybe that's where an extra movement comes from. Whereas yeah. maybe that's the where they have to add something in order to... To get there where they have to be. Right? Instead of leading the horse or asking it. Because the problem with the dancing is also that the counterpart, you have a, you have a part that leads, but you have to have another part that lets go and let the other yeah. lead you. So when, when we are dancing, I really have to give control to him. And this is what we actually get the horse to, that the horse is saying, you lead me, it's fine, I'm dancing with you. I just said, when you're dancing. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. And I, I can tell you that, that. There's, another, there's another point, and you will laugh about that one, because extra movements often come from the fact that your body is not using the core. Yes. So if you're not using the core, Every other part, aside from the core, yeah. acts as a whip. So you basically Ooh. have to go back and then coming forward to really get the movement going. Yeah. Whereas if you would use the core, yeah. I mean, if we talk about core, it's about the belly part below the belly button. Right? Front <laughs> so and if, back. But so front, front and, and back. back. Yeah, yeah, it's the entire trunk. Yeah. But that is in the center of the body. If yeah. that is not leading the movement, if you are external portions like arms, legs, whatever, head, upper body is start using the, body, the, the movement, everything works as a whip. Mm -hmm. And that actually acts as the additional movements. Mm -hmm. So if you would be able to use the core, you can move the body as an entity. And this brings me, excuse me, this brings me to my personal trainer. He was really smart. Instead of telling me all the time, engage your core, engage your core, he said to me, take your shoulders back, activate the latissimus, start the push up there. And then automatically you the get core. the back yes. part of your core. And that's fantastic. And I use this for riding, although for yes. riding you have to stay a little more elastic and just uh, make a te huge tension and stay stiff in this tension. But you have to have this elasticity and the usage of the latissimus, which brings it down and engages the backside of the core. Yes. And when people intentionally engage their core, they tend to hollow their back, stick yeah. their chests out, create all kinds of asymmetry. But one more thing I wanted to say for all our, our canine listeners is it's the same thing. The whip, right? You have a dog that has no top line, no core, no ability to strengthen. Its legs go all over the place. You don't get the speed. You don't get the agility. You don't get the ability to jump. And you see that sloppy sit because they're not engaging their core. So this is true, it's not species specific, mm -hmm. right? We were just no, talking about puppy not. sitting. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that it yeah. is 
the lack of awareness of of the entirety of the core, and that engaging it doesn't mean tense it. No. We find in horses and we find in humans and we find in dogs that most inflexibility comes from a lack of strength, not from, oh, I was born with this short. Mm -hmm. Right? Where is the confidence? So I'm going to ask again, what, you just said the word whip, is the whipping something you consider an extra movement? Yeah, it's an extra movement. Yeah, because for uh, for all the movements you go back, you have to have that also motion goes forward. So you can overshoot forward or you can overshoot back or both. (laughs) Or both. Or both. (laughs) And that becomes a major issue. You're coming up on a jump and you whip yourself back and the horse sits back and now all of a sudden you need to add a step and Mm -hmm. that's where the whole problem comes in. That's why they end up taking rails down is because that extra motion and lack of movement at the same time can create issues. Wow. And I think and as an outsider for riding, I don't have any clue about riding. And I always sound good, Karen, I have no clue about riding, but I, what I can see, I can see the body dynamics. I can see whether someone engages the, the, the core and whether the core is going with the core of the animal. Right. The animal is yeah. doing it naturally, yeah. typically. Was- but the human has a possibility in, in learning and doing it, and most of us are not able to do it properly. So we are lagging in time, we are logging, lagging in synchrony, and that uh, creates those asynchronous behavior between the person, the rider, and the animal, the horse. Yep. Well, and think about it so much in dressage when, when people don't use their body and they overcollect and they pull on their hands and then they've created an abnormal pattern. The horse can't use its core because its head is in its chest. Yeah. And then you, they get elongated, they get inverted, then they can't use their hind end because nothing is connect, nothing flows. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I to a number of people spend all this time training their horse to get stronger, mm-hmm. and then don't do anything for themselves. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. so talk about being out of balance. You got an animal that's powerful and in shape, and then you're up there just flopping around. <laughs> we see that a lot. Yeah. We, I, I see that. We, we, we all see that. I'm very lot. guilty of that. Yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to say two things about the core activation. The, the biggest problem is also when you tell people to activate their core, they stop breathing. Yeah. That is, yes, that is that a is. real issue. And the other thing I wanted to say is it was really, really fascinating. I sent Klaus pictures of me riding a horse. It was pictures. It wasn't even a movie. And he said, here you got the horse. There you have the core. The horse is in the core. You're aligned. Next picture, you lost it. There you have it. You lost it. You have it. You lost it. You have it. It sounds brutal. That's riding. Yeah. It sounds brutal when, you're, when your partner tells you here, 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 and here. But then we wouldn't be partner. Right. If he would just preaching to the choir and telling me things I want to hear. But that's, that's fascinating to have someone that can see that. So if you know someone who can do this, go and take that it's opportunity, ac- even though it might sound not very nice in the first attempt. But right. think about it. It's actually more but it's or less for to the you. common yeah. good. It's for yeah. the good of the horse. It's for yeah. the good of the rider. It's for good of yes. growth. Yeah. You know, when um, I wrote a lot, um, when Dave and I were first together and I rode bareback all the time and if I wasn't with my horse I was on the ground Mm because there's not a lot of other choice (laughs) and one time we're galloping along the top of a hill and a dog jumped out from behind a rock like 
you hadn't even seen it. And the next thing I knew, I was galloping backwards. She's like, why are you still on the horse? I didn't notice. I just, we were together. Yeah, that horse spun 180 degrees like that. It was just instantaneous. It was facing was the other way. But there was all heart riding. There was no mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the mind is an extra movement. <laughs> that is, if you be, start yeah. thinking, yeah, it is for true. Yeah. It is for true. Yeah. If you have not internalized that engaging the core, your mind is too slow to really... <laughs> it doesn't catch up. Sync. It's not <laughs> catching up. Right. That means you have to start slowly very, very slow breathing exercise. You cannot ex- engage your core by holding the breath. And many, <laughs> many people think they can, and in karate, they punch and then <sighs> then comes the exhale. They hold the breath till they have finished the movement, then comes the exhale. No, you ha- I always say you have to write your movement on your breathing. So that means you start immediately, you start your movement, you start breathing, that immediately engages your, your, your core. Mm-hmm. And how you can do, feel that, put your hands on your stomach, and then <sighs> exhale, and you feel how with the exhale, the muscles of your trunk will really nicely tighten, and that is the first step to really engage the core. So logical, mm-hmm. so simple. So <laughs> as, as you contemplate how you're going to use this information, we probably tell you to breathe at least once a week um, if we're with you. And we mention it on pretty much every podcast. So no matter what perspective we are coming from, without breath, there is no life. So start there. And it's critique without criticism. Exactly. (laughs) And and what I also wanted to tell the writers, it's important to work out besides writing. Try different sports but it's also important i did a lot of for example crossfit ish i did olympic weightlifting ish but then i stood on the on the on the balance board i can't call it yeah. we like it yeah we're very ishy uh, around here so so i was standing on a balance board and it was absolutely embarrassing how long it took me to keep the balance and to really stay stable so it's also those small movements it's not only the big movements the big muscles you have to balance, you have to have these small muscle adjustments. for the intrinsic yeah. muscles, yeah. yes. Yeah. That's so important that we take them both. Yes, we tell our humans this all the time. There's a reason I bring a hula hoop with me to the barns. It, engage in something you've never done before. Mm-hmm. Use your body in different ways. And also nothing in daily life uses your back. It doesn't. You have to consciously go to the gym, choose to do it, choose to do pulling exercises because people don't ride behind the vertical for very long. (laughs) And so we've thoroughly enjoyed having Klaus and Karen with us as usual. Uh, Look forward to more conversations with them and more research that they are doing to help determine how effective the care that your animal's getting is for their health, longevity, and performance. So stay tuned for more information from them. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. This is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And this has been an Equiline podcast.